Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ukula on the Ground podcast. Almost, <laughs> almost. I had to think for a second there. <laughs> what, the day? The ground, what day is it? The Ukula on the Ground podcast. My name is Aldrin Guerrero. Join me, joining me are Mr. Aaron, the voice Nakamura. Say what's up, Aaron. What's up? And Mr. Kahai, the legend Ferguson. Say what's up, Kahai. What's up? Gentlemen, I'm kind of off practice for a little bit. You know, like it's been, it's been a couple weeks, but we're back. I'm back. And let's let's do what we do. <laughs> let's talk about ukulele. How this works is we're going to be doing a live podcast for you folks. Um, we answer any and all of your questions. So we are live via UU Plus and we are also live via YouTube. So type in your questions on the chat. Um, we do have some questions that came in beforehand. We'll answer those and then we'll try to get to your questions. And if not, uh, we'll just kind of talk ukulele or just talk life. Kahai, well, you want to just you want to talk about life real quick? Uh, you know? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, life is life is so short. And, you know what I mean? Like, life. <laughs> I no, I mean honestly, I was like kind of you know I, I was I was watching TV, and um, and I recently got Paramount Plus again, and I was watching like old school Nicktoons as I do, and I was just like, man. I remember the 90s, but like 90s are like 30 years ago. <laughs> so I'm like, this is, I'm really feeling my age, Kahai. <laughs> I, don't know what's, I don't know what's happening. I'm feeling super mortal nowadays. You know, back then it's like, I could stay up till like 2, 3, and then wake up at 5 and, you know, start the day like a hummingbird. But now, like, no, I, I need my, my 8 hours. And even then, like, I still feel like a, like a sluggish dude, you know? What about you, man? You feeling your age? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So so old or young or in between. So there. Yeah. I know you've been playing Monster Hunter Rise all all night, guy. Don't even make it like I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that anymore. All right. So Kahai, what is our first question? Yeah, we got this from Gigi a while ago. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, I've heard that, uh, I've heard it said that an ukulele opens up with usage and time. What is, what exactly does this mean? Uh, when can you tell if your uke has opened up and how often should you play for this to happen quicker? Oh, great question. So really, you know, solid tops, this, this is true for solid tops and the more you play it, the better that that sound is going to be. If it's a laminated top, it's less so going to, you know, going to change as far as tone goes. And the reason for the change in tone is because solid tops are just that single, you know, like single piece of wood or if it's book matched and stuff, um, that wood will vibrate, will vibrate, will vibrate. And once, you know, when you, when you cut the wood and turn it into ukula, the wood's like, okay, I guess this is what I am now but like the the more that it gets you know that it gets used the more it vibrates the more the wood and its fibers and uh, and all the properties of you know of uh, sound properties of that wood it's like okay this is what i'm supposed to do you know i'm supposed to bend this way or i'm supposed to make this noise or i'm supposed to do that i'm supposed to be an ukulele now and that's i mean you know like um that's kind of how it was quickly explained to me. But for the most part, it's just that. It's the small little vibrations in the wood that changes the tone over time. And that's why if it's a, uh, um, a laminate ukulele, it's not really gonna change it too much because it's just like a bunch of, uh, bunch of different, I, I guess, wood parts or particles and stuff that are like put together. So it doesn't have <laughs> the same property, layers and stuff. So it doesn't have the same property as solid tops. And that's why solid top ukuleles have a hefty price tag on it rather than the, uh, the the laminates. But what's cool about the laminates is if you like how that thing sounds, um, and like I said, it's not really going to change. So it's it's that. It might change a little bit, you know, but for the most part, not as drastic as say a solid top ukulele will change, right? And there are things that you can speed the process up, um, <clears throat> but for the most part, just old age. I don't know if you've ever played like a uh, like a vintage martin or vintage kamaka like those kinds and stuff if you as soon as you play it you're gonna hear the difference you're like yeah this is wow this is kind of crazy but like you buy a brand new kamaka or a brand new martin you're like these these sound fine but why doesn't this martin sound like my friend's martin from like 1920 or whatever you know <laughs> it's because of that though the older it is the more that that wood gets used to what it's supposed to be which is uh which is a musical instrument at that point and all the years of vibrating and all the years of tension that's on that thing it, it gets used to all you know all of that and um and, and the wood kind of like loosens up and and it reacts in, in a totally different way uh, i would say that it makes the sound warmer 
you know, um, because the, the fibers aren't so tight, like it's kind of loosened up. It makes that tone a little bit warmer. Uh, you get a nice, more whole-like tone instead of it like uh, not being able to vibrate as much as it can or potentially can. So I would, you know, I would suggest getting, if you can afford it, solid top ukuleles because the more you play it, the better that ukulele or any instrument, you know, the, any wooden instrument, um, the more you play it, the better it'll get. That's kind of what, what, it's, what it's like. And if you want to know what it sounds like, look for a vintage uke. Even just like, um, <clears throat> oh, like here, for example. So this ukulele that I have that, and I'm holding right now is one of the best sounding ukuleles that I have. Spruce top, Brazilian rosewood. Sounds really good. But I just got this like last, I don't know, um, July or something or June or whatever it was. Whereas this ukulele, I've been playing here since, I don't know, 2012 maybe, 2013. It's, it's been like about 10 years. So even with just 10 years, this is a solid top ukulele. It's going, it's got that really, you know, like warm, big, big sound. like. So even though this, you know, this is just your regular e-silk, you know, ukulele, I think they would, I don't know, I don't want to say K2 or whatever, but this is, or select, what did, I, I wasn't paying attention to, <laughs> to, to Kaimanish feel like, yeah, last week with the, uh, with the select and deluxe and stuff, but it does have curl in it, you know, with, with this particular ukulele, but it's, you know, it's just your, your run-of-the-mill e-silk ukulele or kanileo tenor ukulele. So yeah, there's no bells and whistles, and that's kind of what we wanted for, um, for a teaching ukulele here at Ukulele Underground. I wanted something that didn't reflect and stuff, so this is your, you know, one of your basic models. But it's got a big, big, nice, beautiful sound. Oh, should I plug it in? Oh, no, no. Uh, oh. Let me try and turn on the overhead mic. Oh, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So maybe they can hear it a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, because one was plugged in, one was not plugged in. Yeah. Okay, so it sounds like this. That's just strumming. I'll play the other one. Yep. And so. then this one is plugged in, but I'll mute your Yeah, mute the mute the plug. Yep. So it goes like this. So two completely different sounding ukulele. This has like super high end wood in it, and it's you know it, when it gets to about this age of the other ukulele, this is gonna really 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 open up, and then even more so twenty years from now, then thirty years from now, forty years from now, it's just gonna get better and better. But as you can you know as you can tell, the older ukulele actually has more opened up sound, quote unquote. It's because it's uh, it's been vibrating for like about a decade. And, um, and I, as much as I play, you know, like this is vibrating quite a lot. So the other one's gonna catch up to it um, in just a little bit because I do play this one on stage, whereas I don't play this one on stage. Yeah, it's just like that nice, warm, mellower kind of... Yeah. Although there are like a bunch of different other factors that go into yeah, how it's course, gonna age course, and course. What, what it sounds like currently. Yeah. <clears throat> But so. there, there are like ways to speed up the process, but some people, you know, like feel that it's not like it's not truly opening up the instrument. And that's true, you know, like the age as far as like uh, how long you've had the ukulele also matters um, as much as like how much you've playing the instrument. Mm -hmm. You know, both those factors um, have to be considered. But <clears throat> one of those factors you can speed up, which is the playing part, okay? Uh, yes, you can just play your ukulele every day. It's gonna do the same thing, but there is uh, there is something called a um, <clears throat> tone right, T O N E R I T E. Um, they have one specifically made for the ukulele, which uh, which attaches to I think down here to where you, the bridge of your ukulele. Okay, and it's gonna go between the strings, and what that does is it's just gonna vibrate. Like uh, it's just like a little thing that, like a like a little square thing that vibrates right at the bridge of your uke, and it's gonna simulate uh, your ukulele vibrating or being played. So you leave that on. I think initially for like how long is it, Kai? Like to what, like two days initial? Yeah, they or suggest like several days and then week 
like a yeah, week or two it, weeks if you can. And just like just leave it, just leave it on the uh, on the instrument, and so it's kind of like being played like rapidly because it vibrates kind of fast. It's, it's kind of like being played a lot or very heavy for for about a week straight, and it it does it does work. You know, I I have one. Kahai, you know, Kahai uses one, and uh, it has opened up my ukuleles a little bit more. But with these kinds of ukuleles, where like I'm gonna use it for stage and whatnot, I um, <clears throat> I just go and let it naturally age. Uh, but back then, if I got a new ukulele and I wanted to use it, say on tour, like right away, if I'm like, oh man, it's got a new uke from Kanilea or whatever, and you know, I really want to use this, uh, I would stick that on for like a couple days, and it'll good as new because sometimes when it's a brand new ukulele it behaves a little bit differently so to open up that uke and to make sure that it's you know that it's the best sound that it can that it can achieve then uh, then I would use that tone right on there and I actually learned it from Jake we were uh, we were at Jake's big fancy schmancy um, tour bus <laughs> And his ukulele was like in its case, and there's something on top. I'm like, what is that thing? And he's like, oh, it's a tone right. Have you seen one of these? I'm like, no, what is, what is that? It just vibrates. I'm like, that's the coolest thing ever. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and it, well, it is pricey. It's not yeah, cheap. That's why. <clears throat> I mean, keep in mind, like, yeah. not everybody will be able to hear the difference. That's true. That's true. And, yeah. then, and then some people swear by it, and some people say that it's just snake yeah. oil. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, so yeah. that's that's. And that's part of it too, right? Not everybody's mm -hmm. gonna be able to hear the difference mm -hmm. in in sound right. or like you know results. Yeah. But yeah, so take it take yeah. it with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. um, and it is pricey, so <clears throat> so gauge whether or not that's it's worth it. For yeah, you. that's yeah, worth it for yeah. you. So for Jake, obviously, like he can hear the difference, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> he's tried it, and it's worth it for him because yeah. you know he he needs an ukulele to sound its best every time that he performs and, and it makes sense because when we saw it he was in eugene oregon when <laughs> it was cold so <laughs> like you know if you're in the cold the fibers of the ukulele does tend to get a little bit more on the tight side because it's you know it's cold weather yeah. so by putting the tone right in it loosens up the uh, loosens up the wood makes that ukulele sound as best as it can like in that weather so it makes like science wise makes sense you know? like, <laughs> but some people are like i don't even hear the difference so yeah, it's not for yeah. you you know what i mean like I'm it's, not, it's, I'm, it's, <clears throat> I, I think for like the vast majority of, yeah. of non-professional gigging <laughs> musicians right. like it may not be worth it but right. yeah yeah because yeah I, I have a Kai have, have, what, what's your what's your take on the tone right Kai uh, yeah it's it's good <clears throat> and I, I think it does work but then yeah like uh, it's it's also hard like um, you know if you had uh, the same model of ukulele and one was being played and one wasn't and you kind of showed it side by side then people might be able to like oh okay I can hear True. the difference there yeah. but having like two separate models is harder to tell because you don't know if it's the model mm -hmm. itself mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. and even if you have the same model right like there can be minor differences that just <clears throat> change the sound of each one so it really is uh Gigi asked like how long will it take to like open up oh. and that's kind of like Depending, for every yeah. ukulele or every <laughs> yeah it's gonna be different it's gonna be different yeah. Yeah. Do you use the guitar version? Yeah, because I didn't. I, they didn't have ukulele versions. I bought mine at Nam when we used to go to Nam. Yeah. They didn't have a guitar one, but it fits. Yeah, apparently they so. have an ukulele yeah. version now. Yeah. Specific, yeah, but, um, specific. But the guitar version works for ukulele, yes. so if you also have guitars... Just get that. You just get yeah. the guitar yeah. version. It does like, work. Yeah. Because all of this is just, it vibrates. But the ukulele one is smaller so that it fits. The guitar one is like a little bit longer on both <laughs> sides because the ukulele like fits. Yeah. That's yeah. really the only difference. And, and I think like if you, you know, if you put it on, <clears throat> if you're somebody who like you can't play consistently like every day and you want your ukulele to, you know, sound like that. Yeah. Then it, it's worth it. But then if you're somebody who plays every day, like it's, it's gonna happen eventually. Yeah. It's so, gonna naturally happen. Yeah, uh, and I think you just wait for it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not gonna be like something like, oh my God, my ukulele sounds great all of a sudden. <laughs> it happens over yeah. time, so yeah. it's just like, oh, okay. Like it just feels it's like it sounds better, right. you know? I don't know, yeah, like I mean, I, I put it on like three, two, three days, however like the initial mm -hmm. one is, and then you play it, you're like, that, it, there is like a difference. <laughs> there is a difference. But then again, you know, like, I hear the difference between say like, uh, like a like $10 like cable, like my, or yeah. instrument cable versus mm -hmm. like an analysis plus, where like, oh yeah, that 
that does you know like it's yeah. a cleaner sound or whatever but some people are like ah, i can't, can't tell really the tell the difference so, yeah, so, yeah. so. <clears throat> yeah jim jim in the chat says I don't want a machine using up my playing time. <laughs> <laughs> you and, would you would be in the minority. <laughs> and it's I mean it's sort of true too because yeah. as you play and practice you get better. That's true. So your yes. ukulele is going to sound better the yeah. better that you play, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cuz not everyone's going to sign up for that, you know, for the practice for me. <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so I mean and Jake Jake does practice and yes. he plays a lot. But um, he mm. is already at the level where mm. like he can make an uku- any ukulele sound great. So mm. any difference within ukuleles yeah. to make them he's, sound he's better <laughs> makes a difference yeah. for him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it it is you know it's dependent on uh, on the person or if if you can hear the difference or not. But we suggest just naturally doing it. But yeah. we're we're just stating that there are ways to speed up the process. Should you go that route? Should you want to? You know. Mm-hmm. There, there are devices that, that can do that. Um, Kahai and I swear by it. I don't know. Do you swear by it, Kahai? Because I do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It works. But yeah, then works. I, I think it is a thing where it's, I don't know if it's really worth it for every person player, mm. right? Like, mm. Yeah. I, I, I heard like a horror story, like on, on a guitar forum where like they had it on their guitar and like they put it in, you know, in the case, right? But the case has to be open because it sticks out. Oh. And like the case closed, oh. and like it ruined, like the, uh, like it ruined the bridge because it just, you know, like it, it vibrated here and it was closed. Yeah. I was like, oh, I yeah, don't do when, that. Yeah. <laughs> when you do it, do you, yeah. I, I just put it out on like a stand or something, and then put the tone right on. Yeah. yeah. When when I did it, I didn't do it to this one. The last one that I did it was the um uh the Bridgewood ukulele that I have from Kanilea and. And it worked out, and I put that on the stand. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, and mm-hmm. I think if you have one ukulele, it's like mm-hmm. Jim said, it is babysitting for your ukulele. <laughs> like if you have one ukulele, then yeah, just, just play, play your, your yeah, ukulele play instead of like you know having something. But then if right. you have multiple <clears throat> ukuleles and you're kind of like, well, I'm switching back and forth every week or yeah. I'm doing something, then you can kind of like probably keep it on for like one or two days or something you know just to like have it ready for like i really want to play this song or something you know to give to give people an idea how much is that guy yeah do you have it in front of you uh oh uh devin posted in the chat so i can look it Mm. up i think it's it's pricey like 200 bucks or something uh 150 right now okay 150 that's still pricey for like just like a thing that vibrates. Like yeah. That so it, like if your ukulele is, is, is you bought yeah. your ukulele for like 200 bucks, it's totally not worth yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a laminate anyway at that point. Yeah. It's like, yeah, probably. It's not, yeah. It's not going to make a difference. It's not going to make a difference. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Right? So if you have a solid, like if you have multiple solid mm-hmm. top ukuleles then that you want to age, mm-hmm. Like maybe it, it'll be worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did it to that ukulele. I did it on my uh, my Martin guitar. That worked out really nicely. Also, so I don't know. It 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 works. I hear the difference, but some people would say otherwise. We would say yeah. snake oil. It's like why why are you promoting snake oil on your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. Are you a shill for for toll right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not. We're not. Uh, we're not associated. Yeah. It's so hard, right? Because like uh, even like audio stuff, mm-hmm. it's like it's so um, you know it's also opinion based, right. like mm-hmm. of yeah. what is good and what is bad. Yeah. So when you say like, oh, this makes something better, it mm-hmm. can be like, oh, it's better to me. But then somebody else, you know, and people don't hear the same thing, so they can try and listen and be like. I don't hear any difference yeah. at all. I, I don't know why you would do this. Yeah, my the Beats headphones, the best headphones, guy. Did you know that? Oh, that okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just just want to beat me down. <laughs> All right. So next question. Uh, yeah, uh, Rob also adding on to this mm-hmm. uh, kind of said, I thought it had to do with aging of the wood. A woodworker mm-hmm. in Hawaii last year, after I bought a small box, told me that wood is alive and changes over time. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's exactly you know that's exactly what we're saying. Like, so it wood wood was alive, and you turned it into a box. That wood doesn't quite realize it's a box until like I don't know however long after. So same thing with the ukulele. The wood doesn't know it's supposed to behave that you know that way. So after however many years of playing and vibrating certain ways and bending certain ways and stuff, then 
the, the wood basically goes, okay, I, I know how to do this, you know, like, and it loosens up the fibers as well. Yeah. And uh, Kristen Sue asked, does the amount of curl affect the sound or is it just visual? Mostly visual. Some people, it's the same thing. Some people will say that there is a difference, you know, because uh, straight grain, people swear by straight grain um, because it's, you know, it, it's so steady, it'll vibrate better and stuff. Whereas the curl, you know, has like these uh, curls and that'll keep it from vibrating as much. Because uh, I know... You know, like Koloha has stated before, that's the, that's where I heard it from. That like they choose to do straight grain on their you know on their basic models because they feel that the straight grain koa sounds better. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. Like it sounds good, but it's you know it's probably a combination of that and the way that they brace their instruments. You know, like that's that's making the sound a little bit bigger as opposed to like it's just a straight grain. But I don't know, like. It's also if you're gonna put, you know, some kind of finish on it. There's so many factors on what what makes an ukulele sound the way it is. But if you uh, if you ask some people, they would say that straight grain sounds better than curl, um, and some people would say that they hear no difference. Now I, I would be one of those people. I have straight grain ukuleles and I have curly ukuleles. I honestly don't hear. I, I have some great sounding curly ukes. I have some great sounding straight grain ukuleles. Um, but what does make a difference is the yeah, the finish, I feel like makes more of a difference. If you take a curly ukulele like the, that, you know, this ukulele that we have here, it's pretty curly, but you put like a, um, a silk finish like this, where it's really, 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 really thin, this thing will sound better than if you were to fully coat it with like a UV, yeah? Well, the, even the UV is a lot thinner, yeah, a lot thinner than, than like, like shellac yeah. or, yeah. But, but if you get like, say, a, um, a satin finish where it's like rarely anything in there, or barely anything in there, yeah. I feel like, because I have a low or G's. Or French polish. Sat, yeah, yeah. It's like it's, nothing, basically. So those, I feel, will be able to, you know, to vibrate. But even then, some people would be like, ah, it's this or whatever. There's so many factors. But yeah. right now, all I'm going to say is that it is subjective. <laughs> Yeah, and really the best way to like even find, you know, mm -hmm. what you think is true or not mm -hmm. is just to try different ukuleles yeah. and try yeah. it out. So, yeah. 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 Find what works for you. I think the, the build and like the bracing mm -hmm. definitely makes it makes more of a difference. Yeah. yeah. More than anything. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, like people, so people might hear this and be like, oh, so I should only look for like a UV cured ukulele no. or look for silk yeah. or anything. Is like no, just find an ukulele that mm -hmm. looks interesting to you. Pick it up, try it mm -hmm. out, and if it sounds good to you, then that's good. But def don't uh, like you know turn away from looks or turn away from that because you hear somebody <laughs> says, "Oh, it affects sound or whatever." It can, but yeah, if it sounds good to you, then it, that's fine, right? <laughs> like yeah. that's that's the main point. So. But but look also like I I feel like uh, this might be controversial, but. I feel like you can hear looks, <laughs> you know, like if you're, you have a nice looking ukulele, it's like gonna trick your brain to like, ah, you sounds pretty good. <laughs> Whereas like some people would say otherwise, are like, I don't know about that. But I think it, it's a it, it's a little bit of, you know, contributing to the sound. Of like yeah, how, how but how much is that is like a psychological influence on the player? <laughs> oh, all too. of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, I feel like I... I became a better ukulele player once I got better ukuleles. <laughs> you know, like but when I was playing just like see a, a um, uh, the applause and stuff, I felt like I wasn't as good. <laughs> but once I got like, or when I just had a regular HF3 tenor kamaku ukulele, then I got like my my custom kanile ukulele. I felt like I played better. <laughs> It, it, it's a psychological thing and you do play better and you do play better because psychologically you're like man I love looking at this I love playing yeah. it it or, makes me want to play it yeah, more yeah. yeah I guess so if you like how it looks right you want to pick yeah. it up and play it so yeah and, and you don't want it to sound bad either because you're like man I better not play wrong notes with this because it's too beautiful for it to sound bad yeah uh, I, I'm thinking of like um, what is it uh Crossroads mm. when the the guy is like, I bet you play that that old guitar because you think <laughs> it looks cool or something. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we had a, another question come in earlier this week too, mm -hmm. um, and it was from Skip. Okay. Uh, so Skip uh, said, "Let me pull this up." Um, 
when learning, is it more beneficial to learn skills or chord families? Mm-hmm. Uh, when learning chord families, should I learn all the chords in the family or just dominant chords? Um, I would say scales because scales, uh, learning chord families kind of depends on the scale. Okay, like so if you're learning the scale, if you know the, say, the major scale, say the C major scale. It's tough to just memorize just the chord family of C, D minor, E minor, F, G, A minor, B diminished, C. You might as well learn the, uh, the, the scale because the scale is gonna make it easier for you to learn the, um, the chord family. So that would be my, my answer just because it, it corresponds to that. You know, like scales are, are the building blocks. So, you know, if you have the blocks to build, then you can build these uh, these chord families or chord progressions and stuff. You can just you know uh, learn chord progressions, but it just seems like a you know like a big waste to uh, to not go through the scales first and then do that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that's how it just makes sense to most people, yeah. like learning uh, scales first and then chord families. Right. So. It's not a chicken and egg thing. It really is just like. You learn this and then you do that. So learn the scales and then the scales will teach you the chord family. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, I was trying mm-hmm. to think about it like two um, and earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people think of it as like two separate things. But mm-hmm. the more you learn about music, the more you realize it's like, related. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. related and everything kind of like adds up. It's not like, oh, okay, I have to separate my knowledge of right. chords <laughs> and scales. It's like, all of it is like just they're kind of connected. In one bag. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the here's the one thing that I will say, and what people are doing wrong. You know, when uh, when when they're practicing scales, when they're learning scales, when people are practicing learning scales, they go, okay, I'm gonna play my C scale, and I'm gonna play my G scale, and I'm gonna play my D scale, and then my E F whatever scale. It's like focus on like one scale, and learn that scale, everything that goes on with that scale, like one, and then that's basically learn one key. Okay, so. Like, for example, say like for that, you know, for one day's worth of practice, you're gonna learn the C major scale. C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. Just that. Don't do the scale, then go. They're like just playing five different whatever scales, that's not gonna really help that much, you know? Focus on one. So you learn that C scale, and you're like, okay, cool. So I'm gonna play this over and over again. Play it up and down, do skips. They maybe do the uh, do the chord family associated with that scale, and maybe do the uh, the inversions. You know, go, going up. Focus on one thing. That's what everyone seems to be getting wrong. We're like, okay, now you know, because it's not like I guess when when we were oh, when I was in band and I was playing clarinet, it's like okay, cool, we're gonna play this. So we're gonna practice this scale, and we're gonna practice the next scale, then the next scale. No, for you to kind of. Um, to, to retain all that information and for you to, uh, to understand why the scale is so important, just focus on one and everything that has to do with that one scale. So I'm not saying just do do, re, mi up and down, but yeah, figure out what notes belong in that scale, where those notes are on your fretboard, what chords are associated with those uh, with those notes, what um, what extensions you can add, which uh, which inversions you can do. There's so much to do with just one key, okay? And then the next day, do you know if you want? I would just do the same thing again, and then like uh, maybe like on a Monday and Tuesday I'd work on C. Then come Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'll work on F or G or whatever. But really, I, I try to do it just one scale uh, per session. But it's like, uh, you, what you probably see people do is like, okay, I'm doing the C scale. Yeah. Now I'm doing C sharp. Now I'm doing D. Yeah, like now it just, I'm doing D sharp. Because like, it doesn't, it, nothing's going to sink in. You're just playing scales. And then it's, it gets boring. People are like, why am I learning this? And yeah, why are you? <laughs> like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing it that way? You want to understand, like, the reason why we practice scales is so that we understand how that, you know, like, uh, how we use that to make music with the ukulele, okay? And how it applies to, you know, to when you play. So notice that when you play the C major scale, for example, and then you learn the chord, you know, the chord family, and you're like, okay, cool, let me, let me find a song that I already play that is in the key of C. For example, I don't know, um, 
island style. <laughs> you're gonna notice that island style, every single one of those chords that you're gonna play in that song belongs to the chord family. There's nothing in there that's not in the chord family. And you're like, ah, that's, then something's gonna click. You know, you're like, okay, well, next time I play in C, I know that it's just gonna be these seven chords that's associated with that. Sometimes I'm gonna borrow something from, you know, from a different key, but for the most part, this is what I'm working with. And these are the notes that I'm working with. If I wanna do a solo, these are the notes that I'm working with. And these are the chord progressions that I can do, or this is the, um, these are the voicings, or this is the extension that I can add, or this is where I can play that on my, you know, on my fretboard, and here are the notes. There's so many things tied to just one scale that I feel that's what you should be working on. I think just focus on one instead of trying to do too many at the same time. A lot of privates, you know, like uh, private, uh, ukulele, private lesson students that you know that I have on UU Plus, they're like, oh, I was practicing this scale and this scale and this scale. I'm like, okay, cool. So, you know, why don't you play that that scale, that first scale for me, and then play the uh, you know play the chord progressions or build me a chord progression off of that. Give me a two five one or a one six four five or whatever. And what are the sharps and flats in that? And they're just like, I don't know. It goes like this, you know, like it goes like that's it. Nothing sticks. So if there's one piece of advice that you guys are gonna take from this entire podcast, it's that. Yeah. Work on keys, not scales, I guess, and, and that, you know. One key, <laughs> one yeah. key, stick to mm -hmm. one thing. Yeah, and <laughs> I think it's important to connect it with songs yeah. that you yeah. know. Yes. For sure. It, like, so to see how, you know, like, uh, how it applies to, to making music. Yeah, so I, I suggested to Skip that they mm -hmm. do a C first, because like, mm -hmm. kind of like, when you learn C, then you can see how you just move it around for the rest mm -hmm. of the keys, right? Like, mm -hmm. kind of the rest of the keys are built off of that, or can be. Yeah. Um, and it's easy, so... Scale shapes. Yeah. yeah, so do that first. But then, yeah, it really is, like, if you like a song, instead of just learning scales for scale sake or just learning chord families for chord family sake, like, find a song you like, you know, find out what key it's in, and then mm -hmm. learn the scale for that that song or learn the chord families for that song. And then, mm -hmm. you know, that's where you start applying it. Like you go, oh, this song uses a D minor, uh, what else? D minor, G, uh, C, right? So mm -hmm. like, oh, that's a two, five, one. Mm -hmm. Like I can see that that's a two, five, one. Yeah. You can play lots of great, great, great music on the ukulele just knowing your basic major and minor scales, honestly. Like if you, if you master all 12 major scales and all 12 minor scales, you can play some awesome music. Like mm -hmm. seriously, some awesome music. And, uh, and that's it. Like a lot of people think that music theory is this like big scary monster and it is. Don't get me wrong, it is. But in order to play, you know, ukulele and the things that it applies to and stuff, um, to get to like a pretty good level, just know your major and minor scales and everything that comes along with it as far as like yeah. chords goes, the extensions and the, uh, the notes and stuff and where it is on your ukulele. Because, uh, I mean, honestly, for most of, my, you know, most of my professional career, that's all I knew. I didn't, like, all this stuff, like kind of jazz and, and, and other, you know, uh, other fancy chords and, and, and voicings and whatnot came after. Like after I started traveling, meeting with musicians and, and talking story and trading ideas and stuff, that's when like my playing evolved into, you know, into something a little bit more mature. But for the most part, you can make some good music. I mean, I, I would say like my first like album was, uh, was basically just major minor stuff. And, you know, and that's fine because that's a snapshot of who I am as a musician when I made that album. And it's, it's great, I'm, you know, I'm still proud of it to this day. It's, uh, I'm, I'm a lot better now, but to be, you know, to be completely honest, if you just learn just the basics, you could probably play everything on that album. Yeah, I think there's a saying that says like, mm -hmm. um, you can learn as much chords mm -hmm. as you want, mm -hmm. but it takes a lot of maturity to not play all the chords. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is like, <laughs> yeah, when kind of, uh, it's a thing where it's like musicians get into music, they find out how wide the musical world is mm -hmm. and they try to like, oh, I just want everything, you know, I want right. to learn every single chord. And that's why it's like, I think it's funny when we get students who say like, I know 12 chords, like what level of skill am I at? 
And it's like, whoa, it, I don't know, like... Yeah. You could be advanced just knowing 12 chords, you yeah. know? Like, it's just how you play those 12 chords mm-hmm. and, like, and how well you know those 12 chords. Yeah. Like, can you where, apply them? Yeah, can you apply them? Where do, you, where do you only know those 12 chords in one position or do you know them in three yeah, yeah. different positions, you yeah. know? Like, if, um, if you can do that, then, yeah, I, I feel like you could be an advanced player just knowing, like, 12 chords, you know, six majors, six minors. Yeah. You play two keys only. And that's good. That's good enough. Like yeah. that's, that's fine. But, yeah. And then you talk to people who are, you mm-hmm. know, like are very proficient in music or something. And then you ask them, like, oh, what chords do you play? And they're like, I just stick to the two five one. Like, why yeah. make it anything else? You know. <laughs> and I, yeah. I like, or I try to get the most out of these simplified chords. You know, it's yeah. about the emotion of when you're playing, not necessarily. Oh, I know this flat seven sharp nine chord. That mm-hmm. sounds really good. It's like, well, if you know that, that's great. But, you know, if you can get yeah. away with a seventh chord, mm-hmm. that's fine, too. So. Yeah, I mean, the great Carlos Santana, like, did, you know, did a very, very, very popular and very great song in Oye Como Va with two chords. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like, and did some amazing guitar work with those, you know, with those two chords. And it's not like he went outside the box that much. <laughs> you know, it's like... It's very, very, very simple. So it's how you apply that basic knowledge and how you play the, you know, the uh, the notes. That's I think that's gonna make more of a difference in like, you know, knowing all these voicings and stuff, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I love being able to create different voicings now that my mat- like my musical maturity is a lot better. But you know, like I love jamming with people that just keep it nice and simple. Because a lot of the uh, a lot of the musicians, you know, here on, on Kauai, especially, like they just like to play a lot of simple stuff, and I'm down with that. You know, like I love jamming with the uh, with, with guys like um, like Fingers. We just had them here. They you know they played Hotel California for the play along, and Fingers doesn't you know doesn't know music theory. He just plays what feels good. You yeah. know, like and. And sometimes it's like, okay, well, I'll play this chord. And I'll be like, uh, you know, like that chord doesn't really belong in that key. But I don't know. Guy makes it work for some reason. Yeah, like, I yeah. don't understand. But and he's jammed, good. Yeah. he's jammed with pretty much everybody yeah. on Kauai. It's, it so sounds like, awesome. Yeah. So it's like, if you can, if you can play music, if you mm-hmm. can have fun, if you can be in the moment yeah. and enjoy it, then that's... That's sort of yeah. the point of music. Right? <laughs> and I wouldn't call him an intermediate player. Yeah, I'd say yeah. He's like an advanced player. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, but as far as like music theory goes, like I think it's just down to major minor. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The stuff that uh, you know, the stuff that fingers knows. And, and that's and that's enough. He's yeah, a great player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty advanced. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when when we talk about like you know players like fingers and mm-hmm. stuff, then people go, oh, so then why would you even learn music theory in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Music, but music theory isn't to make you a better musician. It's mm-hmm. to make you communicate with other yes. musicians easier. So that doesn't necessarily knowing music theory, knowing. Mm-hmm. The scales up and down the, your fretboard, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you can it can translate to you actually playing something, right? Right. Like that actually takes the playing too. Yeah, because I can have a conversation with you know with Kahai just using whatever basic words, but I you know that conversation turns into something else if I use bigger and more diverse words, right? Yeah. Or you can get your point across yeah. better, better. Or, yeah. Yeah. Translate what you're thinking yeah. into a. a yeah. Something that you can communicate. And that's, I, I feel like that's it. So for most of my career, I was like in where, where Fingers was, where like, oh yeah, just just tell me the key and then I'll just feel it out. <laughs> like somehow, <laughs> don't, you know, you don't got to tell me to like, oh, it's this run with this whatever minor nine and this like flat five or sharp 11. It's like, I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah, I'll play what sounds good. Because yeah. even that, that song you guys played together, mm-hmm. Hotel California, yeah. right? It doesn't, it the keys kind of rotate like it doesn't really mm-hmm. it stick mm-hmm. in one key yeah it's one five one five one five for yeah, the most yeah. part yeah and so like I, I i bet fingers doesn't even know that right like yeah. that is like this is a rotating key and you, you gotta like make sure oh are you playing in the right key or yeah. not he just plays whatever right like and then if mm-hmm. that's kind of we've also talked about this if you play a wrong note is like he, he probably knows the trick of just Sliding it to the right or, note, or just like, <laughs> or whatever, oh. just play it again, and it becomes right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just so, having that that confidence as a, like a mm-hmm. he's played for so long that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it, I guess it's wrong, but I, you know, I don't need to show that like, oh no, 
I made a mistake. I got to stop the whole song. Sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah. So don't, and it goes all the way back to that podcast with Mike where like beginner is not like a dirty word, you know, like mm -hmm. you can have beginner musical conversations with people and those conversations still will sound really good, you know, like it doesn't have to be this like Lord of the Rings <laughs> kind of novel that you have to, you know, you have to write. Like it's, it's fine. Like you can have simple conversations and it'll still be good. So you can have play just nice and simple music. Mm -hmm. and it'll be fine. Hey, you know, <laughs> Daniel is in the chat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Daniel, yeah. which, which Daniel? Daniel Cummings. Cummings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up, Daniel? Yeah. <laughs> but he said, he said, uh, it's like a home cook versus, versus a trained chef. Yeah. It's all about the food. Yeah. <laughs> last, last time, uh, it, so now, now we have Daniel. Last time I hung out with Daniel, we were playing music. I was like, me, him, uh, Clay Marston, and, uh, and Mark Maldonado. And I'm like doing this, you know, like this chord progression. And it's like, oh, it's this. And I played uh, a chord, it's like a major minor chord. And it's just like, that sounds made up. <laughs> yeah, that sounds made And I'm like, I swear it exists. It's like a D major minor seven, <laughs> whatever. Like that, that sounds made up. But you know, it's like, it's just in jest or whatever, right? But it's kind of like that, where like back then, I'll just play whatever straight up minor seven. But now like my vocabulary has increased. It's like, mm -hmm. now I can come up with something like a, uh, like two notes that, that have more dissonance, you know, like a nice, <laughs> like minors, major minor seven. I think uh, we talked about uh, getting, making sure you have the application right with mm -hmm. songs. Yeah. Because like uh, when we hung out and we all jammed together, uh, I think we did, you know, maybe we were like, oh, that's a minor chord or yeah. that's a major chord. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, like you just started playing and the rest of us could just like look at your hand and be like, okay, mm -hmm. like I'm just going to follow him or just by hearing right what other people are playing. Yeah. And I remember we even played like a whole song all the way through and then at the end, we were like, what are you playing for that chord? Because I'm playing like a B minor seven. Uh -huh. But then it's like, and Kyle was like, oh, I'm playing like an F sharp or something. And we're yeah, all playing yeah, different chords. Yeah. But then at the same time, I don't think like, you know, any of us were like, this sounds so bad that we have to stop playing music, right? It's just like kept going so yeah yeah, yeah it, well I, I knew that i was playing something wrong <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know exactly what it is yeah and like if you know if, if we're going old school like backyard jam session it's like whatever like, yeah play yeah, it and, yeah, you yeah. know <laughs> like it's it, it doesn't matter but it you know i i love like how people are pushing the envelope nowadays like i'll, I'll go on instagram or i'll go on like TikTok or i'll go on youtube and stuff and i'll i'll watch somebody playing ukulele and they're coming up with some beautiful you know voicings and chords and stuff it's like that is a great progression for you know for the instrument i'm used to like just hearing people just do major minor stuff but now i'm he hearing like nine chords and like like i said diminishes and like sharp 11s and flat fives and stuff and 13s on uke you know like it's it's kind of crazy so love 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 seeing people push the envelope but i you know i still have a huge place in my heart for nice and simple stuff because oh, yeah. you got guys like peter moon you know like they'll yeah. play just like major minor stuff not saying that peter moon doesn't know like those fancy good because he does but like the things that he'll do on ukulele you, you i was able to figure out as a kid because it was nice and simple you know yeah uh i think they're like uh adam neely put out a video mm -hmm. recently and i forget what the topic was but he showed uh uh miles davis playing mm -hmm. with herbie hancock nice and miles davis like did a little bit of a run Mm. And Herbie Hancock, like, tried to reinforce it by, mm. like, playing a chord and kind of the run, too. Mm. But you can see how Miles Davis turned to him and was like, that is irritating. Please stop. <laughs> and, and so, like, you think, like, oh, wow, that, that, but, like, that, isn't that the right thing to do? And that's where it's, like, uh, even you hear uh, Herbie Hancock talk about Miles mm. Davis and he asks, like, Miles Davis, like, oh, what should I do as a piano player? And uh, Herb, or Miles Davis said, don't play the bottom notes. But he thought he, he heard him say, mm -hmm. don't play the butter notes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I've, I've yeah, yeah, that's that. right. Yeah, yeah, what the heck the is butter notes? Butter notes? <laughs> so he started taking out like, okay, I guess I'll take out like the root notes from the chord. Maybe that's what <laughs> he cool. meant. And then Miles Davis was like, oh, you're, you're playing pretty good now. You're doing a good job. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It, it's like mm. you can, I think you can get in your head too with mm. all this music theory and, and trying to like, oh, I got to play this because it fits mm. in with this. But then at the end of the day, like, you just got to play what sounds good, mm -hmm. right? Like, whether it's something really fancy or something simplified, if mm -hmm. it sounds good to you, then that's, that's it. Yeah. 
make some beautiful music. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Daniel, we're, we're due for, to make some beautiful music soon. <laughs> <laughs> some musical babies. Yeah, we some musical, some great music children. <laughs> so uh, next question, Kai. Um, earlier, we had a question. I don't know. I, I kind of told them that we're not really the people to ask for this. Uh, Just ask it anyway. <laughs> uh, we're unqualified to answer a lot of yeah, things. A lot of these things. <laughs> I was talking about like vibrating wood and stuff. Yeah, I'm not a you know, not a luthier, but whatever. I'll answer it anyway. Yep. There's a there's a disclaimer I think on every episode or it should be it like right before the episode starts where we have no idea. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're just speculating. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Jonathan said, uh, "Here's a question for you. I have the stereotypical uh, binder full of sheets of paper songs. Is mm -hmm. there an app people are using on their iPad rather than uh, bringing a binder full of paper songs to gigs, rehearsals, ukulele groups, etc.? Oh, yeah, I'm sure there. Yeah, we are. Yeah, not Jim. There. Jim had a lot Jim, of good yeah. answers." Jim would be because he goes to a lot of different, you know, like ukulele clubs and stuff. Personally, I like to use um, the like the Ultimate Guitar app because uh, I don't have to. I mean, I, I don't know if you can upload your. I guess you could. You could just like write stuff and it'll be on Ultimate Guitar, and then you can just have it in your library. Yeah. Because what's cool is you can like you can have a library of uh, of songs you know that that you play or that you saved from Ultimate Guitar. So I guess you could do that. Just like upload it to the thing or like upload it yourself and have it on. That's what I like to use. Yeah, because um, yeah, it it's cool. I think it's like a one-time fee. Like, it's pricey. I think 20 bucks, 30 bucks for like the app. But it's forever. This is oh. a one-time fee of stuff. And you just get to have that app. Uh, any song that anyone ever uploads, like, you know, you can... Uh, you can always put it in your uh, in your little like binder on oh. your you know on your iPad. It's cool. I, I dig it. I, it's on my phone also. So I, you all, you guys always see me when we're doing like the lessons and stuff. Always go on my phone. It's that app. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just for a refresher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but not usually for performing. No, 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 no. I I don't know, and I don't like to I don't like to you know to impose on people to like people should be playing without music and stuff. But everyone's got their own thing. Our thing is. We uh, we try not to play songs that we don't know, so like, or we don't know that well. So a lot of people will like, you know, will bring like a ton of, you know, like a ton of songs in their iPad. And I'm sure they know them well and stuff. But it's like, what song do people want to hear? Where it's us, it's like, no, you can choose from like 12 songs that we can, <laughs> we can play and that we know yeah. right now and we don't need music for. Uh, that's that's kind of our style. But if I'm at home and you know I want access to like a a book or a folder of, of songs that, that I know, the ultimate guitar is the one that I go. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, and I think um Devin mentioned I don't know if it's old song or on song. Uh on song. Yeah, they're saying that that might be another app mm -hmm. that's useful. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think they're saying that um or multiple people were talking about it and it, it might be it's uh good because like you can save it offline yeah where ultimate guitar like i think you need to be connected to the internet no that's what's cool it. about it because you can you can save it off like offline that's uh if you but if you save you have to like favorite and save it and goes on your you know on your list of songs yeah. that you can pull up yeah yeah but that's like the paid app i think if you don't have the paid app then it doesn't oh, save it i see <clears throat> yeah okay. makes sense mm -hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, um, uh, Jonathan, like, after I kind of told them, like, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. we're not the people to ask yeah. this question because <laughs> we don't even use stuff. Uh, they're like, oh, does uh, Aldrin memorize all his songs? But uh, do you have any tips for maybe, like, somebody Oof. who's trying to memorize songs? or? I don't, like, I am, I have the worst memory. And, you know, and if, if you guys have been following, I, you know, I, I was sick. <laughs> Like a couple of weeks ago, and my my memory definitely you know like uh, suffered a little bit. But as far as my you know, I I just play the songs enough to like to just memorize them. I guess I don't know. I I I am the wrong person to ask this. But Aaron has like some great memorization tips. How do you memorize songs? Yeah, I just play it until like I just drill it into my brain. Yeah, like which is not what everyone wants to hear. You know, everyone's like, okay, well, I is think there that's a how it is for, for most musicians, right? <laughs> yeah, I just play it's it like, until it's drilled into my brain. Yeah, the reason why you know a song is because you like the song. Yeah, so you've heard it a ton of times, yes. and then you've played along with it yeah. a ton of times, and so it's sort of just in your your mind mm -hmm. and you 
uh, it goes along with like our discussion on key. Yeah. So if you know what key you're in, and then you you memorize the song sort of by feeling, like mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. that it it feels like it has to go a certain right. way when mm-hmm. these certain lyrics happen. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so yeah, it's sort of sort of like that where you mm-hmm. just play it enough. Yeah. You you know it well enough where you know what happens next. Yeah, and the and the songs usually the ones with lyrics have like the story in in the lyrics, so you just follow the story, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that. and if you, it's all muscle memory basically. Yeah. Like your fingers tend to go to that location <laughs> so, after a while, and your voice, if you're singing, your voice yeah. sort of knows what lyrics come <laughs> next, come, as yeah. as long as you know what lyrics start mm-hmm. off with, and <clears throat> you you know the next part, and then you know the next part, and yeah. yeah, that's that's great advice. If you know, you know, if you know your chord families, then it can really only be one of like these whatever seven chords, yeah. you know, like that's available to you. And if you know how uh, those seven chords, if you know their properties, like you know, um, home, destination, and uh, what was the what was the other one? And place, right? No, going, <laughs> like, no way home. So like yeah, yeah. one is home, F. It would be the uh, the destination. G is the way home, because after you play a G, it sounds like it wants to go home. <laughs> this is like a completely yeah. different place. So the, those like three that you wanna you know that you wanna know, and then those three have their like minor relatives to it. So same thing in minor. There's a you know there's a minor home, there's a minor destination, and there's a minor road home, which would. You can make that E minor to an E7, which definitely has those notes that wants to resolve to uh, to the home. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, and especially if you like a particular genre or something, mm-hmm. and you start like learning songs in that genre, I think you'll find that like oh, the pattern kind of repeats for all these different yeah. songs. Like it can use different chords for each song, but the overall pattern is pretty much the same. You know, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. For me, like learning uh, electric guitar and learning punk music is like, oh yeah, punk songs are like all kind of the same thing, you know? One four five, baby. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. Uh, you don't really. It's like, oh, are you just you know going dun 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 like uh, that's it? Kind of having that realization, it's like then you can see it with every other genre of music, right? That's where it's like, oh. That's a eight bar blues or oh that's a classic jazz pattern mm-hmm. or oh, like it's everywhere and you know and then people are kind of like they get um jaded by it because it's like oh then all music is the same it's like mm-hmm. no there's di- minor differences mm-hmm. but yeah it just makes it easier for when you're playing with somebody or you're doing something mm-hmm. and you don't have the sheet music in front mm-hmm. of you you don't feel like oh, i'm totally lost i don't know where it's going it's like when you're playing a chord you can kind of be like well, it's probably going to go to B or it's going to go to, you know, A minor or something. So I'm mm-hmm. going to try B. And then if it doesn't match up, then you go, oh, I guess it's, it's A minor. Probably A minor, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, I, I talked to my sister about this and she said, like, it just mm-hmm. feels like there's all these different chord options out there, you know, like, where do you know where to go? Mm-hmm. And then it's when you, like, you just play more and more, mm-hmm. the options get less and less. And it's just like, well... You know, it can go anywhere, but the obvious one is like right there. It's right in front of me. So yeah. I might as well try it, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of like if you're going to Kapaa from Lihue, you're not going to go to Kolo. You could. Yeah, you could, I guess, but it you know, yeah. doesn't make sense. So that's that's how I see, you know, chords and progressions and stuff where it's like, okay, this is, uh, it can go there, but why? Why would you, why would you go? What's, what's the reason? You can, you know, like if, mm. but the, the, the song itself has to like com- kind of completely change or feel has to completely change in order to go to that direction. So there's roads where like, Okay, it makes sense. Like to go there next, then to this, then go to here mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, like so. Once you play music enough, you can be like, okay, well, I think it's gonna go here because that's that's what makes sense. So yeah. that's all music theory, major minor music theory, because that's not like super advanced. Or anything, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's yeah. When and, yeah, and then like going off of that, right? When you <clears throat> jump in with somebody and they're playing something and it does yeah. take that right turn off to nowhere. Yeah. Like, it sticks with you for the rest of when you're playing that song, yeah. right? You you go like, 
I guess we're going to this court. Like it's yeah. it's not a court that I usually <laughs> go to, but yeah, we're going here. So, but then like you know everything else, the, the lyrics are gonna change. The uh, you know the bass or the, the the rhythm and stuff. If it goes to that direction where you normally wouldn't go, you're gonna hear like that. Oh, that is that's, unusual. Yeah, <laughs> that's, know, weird. Like, that's That's weird. But it works because yeah. it can. If you make it work, it can work. But just know that going you know going to a, a direction where you don't normally go is uh is gonna sound weird <laughs> yeah uh yeah jim so jim mm -hmm. said uh i really like aldrin's statement you're only one fret away from the right note yeah uh does that translate to chords Ooh. well those are three notes that are wrong mm -hmm. <laughs> as opposed to like one one note but um i guess because you can slide it and stuff and, and it'll it'll turn right but it's a lot less forgiving than than notes because notes are just single whereas the chords you have yeah more especially if you're using it in like extensions and stuff like that's more uh more notes that you could get wrong or like more notes that are not the right notes i think that like if you're playing with a group yeah. right and you hit the wrong chord yeah then just don't play the rest of that chord <laughs> like don't don't keep playing that that yeah, you know but, chord well if you're but if you're in the same key and you play a chord in that same key chances of you getting at least one note right pretty high yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so then, for example, like the chord is G, right? But you play like an, an F instead. Ooh, that's a little <laughs> bit tough because it's like one step away. But if you're playing a C and the chord was F, you know, like this, the C note will, will transfer over. And uh, it'll be just fine. It's kind of like, you know, you're playing an F major seven because you're playing the E. You can get away <laughs> with a lot of stuff. <laughs> Can uh can you kind of yeah. it's I know it's like not the same <laughs> as just you know you're jamming or something with somebody mm -hmm. and you don't know the chord pattern at all, but can you kind of demonstrate this idea of like how you would fix a wrong chord, uh you know like if mm. you're playing against somebody else with Aaron? Okay, can, can yeah, play? um I don't know play play a regular two five one or a four five one so we get all the you know major chords so. Should be F, should be G, it should be C. But say I play C in that first one where it should be F. Not that bad, because it's kind of like playing an F major 7. Because this F major 7 has F and the E in it. And if you're playing C, See how that works in there? But if you, if I play the G when he's playing an F, that sounds a little bit weird. <laughs> but if you play the G there, <clears throat> just correct it. It's all good. Right here. Just yeah, 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 that's it's part of good. it. Yeah, that's part of it. Let's go for a different voicing. Play G. <laughs> yeah, because the G7 has that F in there. Maybe yeah. change it to a, you know? It's a seven like, so. chord now. Yeah. Now it's a seven chord. <laughs> it's uh, There's so many things that you can do, but if you stick to it, and especially like if you let the audience know that like you, you play the wrong chord, it's gonna be super obvious. But I, well, like it, it, <laughs> I think how Goodbye. you did it right is yeah. pretty telling of, and I think that's <clears> how most like uh, more seasoned musicians would play like a chord pattern that they're not really mm -hmm. sure of. Mm -hmm. They might just do like one strum or like some finger picking because it's way easier to to correct just one strum yes. or like a finger picking. Mm -hmm. Then if you're like, I'm going to go all in and I'm mm. going to just play yeah. the, the, like if you played a G with while well, Aaron was playing an F mm. and you played, tried to play that, that strumming, mm. that's when it's like people are mm. going to be like, uh, that's not the right note. Like, that guy's <laughs> yeah. not playing the right thing. So there's a, there's a video of, uh, I'm, I'm playing with Carly and, um, and 
Uncle Willie. Yeah. We're doing like for once in my life or whatever. Like Carly wants to play for once in my life. And like, what key are we in? Okay, I didn't hear, but all right, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go. I don't even know what key it is. We're starting so, already. Uh, and as you as you probably can see in the video, I'm like trying to play like individual notes, like single notes, Figure and I'm out like, where we okay, are. I think this is it, but I don't like I, the chords are going kind of fast. Uh -huh. <laughs> like it's a. Uh, uh, maybe add this little, you know, this, and I'll go to like maybe two notes to see if that's, that sounds <laughs> yeah. good. But you'll you'll see me kind of like feeling around on my on my fretboard where we're at because I had no idea. They're just like for once in my. But someone like Uncle Willie has probably played that song before, you know, yeah. like oh yeah, yeah, Michael Jackson, whatever, you know. But so, yeah. old Aldi with this major and minor no, thing. No, Stevie, Stevie <laughs> was, Wonder, I think. No, no, that. I said Aldi. <laughs> but like the, the yeah, original for me. Is, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Not, not Michael Jackson. Stevie Wonder. You know, but for old Aldi, I've uh, not played that. <laughs> yeah. But I did okay. No one no one said anything in that video. So mission accomplished. <laughs> I, I'm sure you, you've, you've had this too, right? Mm -hmm. And like when we were jamming together, I think I, I'm sure I did this like for one of the songs, but... You go through the whole song and you're mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm playing a few chords and doing some notes here and there. And then at the end of it, you go, I don't know what key we're in. <laughs> I was just playing whatever came like I thought was right and I just kept playing. But I'm not actually mm -hmm. sure if we were playing in C or yeah. F or whatever. It's sometimes it's right, sometimes it's not right. But you know what? Yeah. As long as you avoided the not right notes in that key. As long ahead. as you, you can get through it. Right? Yeah. And, and like for that, for when you and Carly played, or you, Carly and Willie, yeah. played uh for once in my life like didn't she like uh look at you and willie and like oh take a yeah take a solo i'm like yeah, yeah. sure <laughs> like so but good thing the solos are in the middle so i've at least kind of like felt around a little bit yeah. of what's safe and what's not safe you know yeah and i think that's like a norm mm -hmm. for a lot of musicians they'll you know they might not know the song but they'll like i'll figure out enough where when if somebody calls on me i can like yeah kind of solo my way through it even though i i don't really know what key it is and mm -hmm. so yeah that's why people who kind of like dedicate themselves to i'm gonna learn the key and i'm gonna learn <laughs> all the keys and i'm gonna get all of it like that's why mm -hmm. it doesn't really translate into something unless you apply it to a song right yeah yeah so very good yeah. Um, yes, we are we are out of time. I would like to answer more questions, but let's just save it for uh, for the following week. For those of you folks who are like, hey, I thought they did like a little Friday Live Jam. No, we switch every other week. Last week was a little Friday Live Jam. Um, so this week is a podcast, and you can definitely subscribe to the podcast so that you can listen to the audio version of this. But we do have all the podcasts uh, archived over on our YouTube if you watch uh, if you want to watch the previous episodes. Also, make sure to check out ukulele underground.com if you want to learn how to play the ukulele. You want to get those major, minor, simple, you know, music theory stuff. We have it all on ukulele underground and a little bit. A little dash of advanced stuff in there as well if you want to learn some advanced stuff or if you're an advanced ukulele player. Uh, we have ukulele solos. We have, um, you know, how to do solos. Uh, we have lots of stuff like ukulele 100, 101 to get you to the level that you want to be at. So you can take your ukulele playing to that next level that you're aiming for, okay? Um, we just put out a brand new UU Plus uh, solo, speaking of which, which is Love Fool by the Cardigans. Uh, Kai did an awesome job on that. Um, yeah, that's it's like the, the best earworm ever, right? Right, God? <laughs> did, you, did you like hum that song like outside of us, uh, of, of when you were editing it? Uh, yeah. You like, find that stuck in your head? <laughs> yeah, and even like I had to grab the music video yeah. <laughs> uh, to make like a thumbnail and just watching. <laughs> it, it's a weird music theory, video yeah. too, where they're, they're stuck in, in a bottle, right? Like a message in a bottle. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. Say that you love me. I don't know. I was watching The Office one day and like, and Jim was like, was annoying Andy with that, with that song. And I'm like, yeah, we should, we should do that. So you know, like I can, like I can annoy my wife with my ukulele once once I get it down, and I did. Yeah. For the, I'm sorry, my wife. Yeah, for for the write up, I put like, oh, we didn't get this up in time for Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. We were on the 15th. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I was like, but considering the lyrics, uh, maybe that's a good thing. And also considering if you're like playing it and you live with other people, right? They're good. 
Ah, oh, stop playing that song already. <laughs> and you do stop, but it doesn't stop in their heads. No, no. <laughs> that, yeah. that keeps going in there. So make sure you check that out. Love Fool, you can watch the play along here on our YouTube channel. But if you want the full breakdowns and how the heck do you play those chords and those notes and that finger picking and that verse, whatever, you know, like, um, what is that? Like harmonic chord? Make sure you check out Ukulele on the Ground and sign up for UU Plus to learn all those tricks and more. Uh, make sure you check out our shop, shop.ukuleontheground.com. We have some new stuff, I think, that's up. We have some Islanders, finally, or some Oha models. Uh, Kanilea Ohas <laughs> are, are up on uh, up on the shop as well. So make sure you check those out. Did, um, they, did they put Islanders yet? Uh, I don't know. I, I know Ohas yet. came up. Yeah. So. yeah, one of them is gone already. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. So yep. cool. So people are getting some some awesome ukes. Make sure you check that out. If you like what we do, those are the ways to support this show and support us as uh, as educators and as music makers, okay? So uh, one is to sign up for UU Plus, two, buy yourself a uke, buy yourself a shirt, whatever it may be, over at shop.ukuleleontheground.com or just spread the word. You know, spread the word about Ukulele Underground. We've been around for a while, we've been teaching uh, for, for over a decade now. So hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. We'll see you folks next time. For those of you folks who are UU Plus subscribers, stick around. I'm going to be doing a live coaching with, uh, with you folks, okay? So whoever wants to participate in the live coaching, head over to ukulelontheground.com, click on the uh, link in the banner, and I will coach you through whatever you're going through, okay? Have a great one. Aloha.